Yo, this is Down to Chat Podcast. This is your badass bro, Dan. And I'm Martin. And, uh, you know, we're just turning out wraps, chugging protein shakes, and, you know, working out all day long. <laughs> Anyways, that was, that, that'll make sense later. Just, just, just keep listening, wherever listening. So, <laughs> welcome back to the main stage of Down to Chat All-Stars. Down to Chat rules have been suspended forever. And this week, we welcome back KP and Chris for an all-star rendition of our little show. Welcome back. Welcome. Hey. That wasn't nasally enough, but... Thank you for having me. Yeah, like, totally. Like, totally, bro. bro, Welcome back. I'm glad you're here, man. Yo, bro. Thanks. Thanks. Yo, uh, Yo, I I heard you've been getting swole, though. Yo, we gotta try our protein shakes, our pre-workouts, our, you know, gotta get laid every day. Yeah. Yo, man, sorry, Chris, I interrupted you. Go on. Oh, wow. That's so res- respectful. I have, like, inter- getting interrupted is, like, the most manly thing ever. <laughs> I met this broad today. Oh, shit. Broad. That's yeah. a term I've not heard in a while. <laughs> yeah, like, are, are we back in, like, New Jersey? Back in, like, like, no, we're just like... we're just being toxic males. I'm kind of like a guy at a gas station, <laughs> to, like an older dude. Like, hey, just give me some smokes and uh, pepperette. Anyway, <laughs> I love how raspy your voice gets. It's crazy. Yeah, I love it. There's maybe a bit of like, <laughs> phlegm in there, but yeah, <laughs> love it. So, if you haven't guessed already, this week we're talking about toxic masculinity. We're going to be talking about some of our experiences growing up that we have encountered in our daily life. We'll be talking about what it might look like, and as well as other things associated with it. And I think I'm happy to say that none of us really embrace or lean too heavily into that in terms of toxic being. Th- a toxic toxic masculine person i mean it makes sense i don't think we would associate too heavily on those who who are but i guess before we start like you know what's our takes on toxic masculinity what does that mean to you folks to me basically it's any negative trait associated with being male that when perpetuated had like causes more damage and these are things that might have been like prized in the past so i show no emotion i'm strong which can be harmful, right? And actually like communicating. Yeah. And then I think just in like treatment of women, it, it intersects with objectifying women. Um, you know, what's your body count? Things like that. Yeah, yeah. I was actually looking this up today and I think there are three themes that resonate the best with what I thought, like to how to best uh, define the term. And the three traits are toughness, anti-femininity of all kinds, as well as domineering power. I think those are three traits right mm-hmm. <clears throat> that define not only being masculine but masculine to a point where it's as you mentioned really harmful to others right it is nothing wrong with being masculine and honestly sometimes i feel like nowadays when you show more femininity femininity and you're able to show it like with with confidence that you're actually a little bit more masculine than the average yeah. joe which is kind of interesting how that how that how the times have changed what do you think kp I think Chris stole the words out of my mouth. Although I will also say that I never really thought of toxic masculinity in regards to, yes, there is a sentiment of hurting other people because for for me, I guess toxic masculinity really just meant like I am a male. And so I need to 
basically be or define myself as how others define or society defines a male which is basically you don't act like a woman or you don't have feminine traits or any of that stuff but i never really did think of it of like huh toxic masculinity also does relate to just like abuse of other people or other females for one definitely but that's a very interesting way of thinking about it that i never thought of all right, Smiley, mm-hmm. now for the official definition from Wikipedia. <laughs> the best source. Wow, really? <laughs> I mean, I want to hear what Martin thinks before I hear what Wikipedia thinks, though. My, so my personal take on it would be um, it's a combination of what Chris has already mentioned and a little bit of KP as well. But it's the, the personification of stereotypically masculine traits, but to the extreme of it being harmful whether to that person themselves or to their, the people around them. And again, as, as they mentioned, typically female because you're so anti-female everything. But it could be harmful to like yourself too, right? If you're trying to be super macho, super male, but you have all these negative emotions on the side that you can't talk about because it's deemed too sensitive or what have you, then it could be yeah harmful to yourself as well. I guess like maybe we can start with some of our personal experiences with it and perhaps even for yourselves, would you, would you say that you've kind of embraced or leaned into some traits that would have been considered like part of the toxic masculinity kind of realm for myself? I think definitely as a person who was not out at the time, especially in his his teenage years, I think anything that was related to like anything that was remotely feminine, I definitely strayed away from. You know, for example, like let's say shows that were traditionally more geared towards little girls or teenage girls, you know, Twilight books, magical girl shows, things like that, where the main audience is for like teenage girls or girls in general. I definitely did. And I feel like in a way that was damaging in some ways where I felt like I couldn't enjoy those things or those are all those all had to be like, you know, secrets that that died with me in in the skeleton closet. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, what what are those things called? Guilty pleasures? Yeah, it's almost yeah. treated like a guilty pleasure, yeah. but like next level. Yeah. Well, it's like why that's the whole thing. Like, there's societal norms. Why should? Why can't that just be a pleasure? Why does that have to be guilty? Right? Like, as you're saying that, Dan, like things as, as a kid, I, I'm realizing like, huh, I definitely did have feminine traits, and I definitely still do. But like my the examples I can think of, okay, Pokemon Ruby, that was the first Pokemon game I owned myself. You can play as a boy or you can play as a girl, right? That's the first question they asked you. And I chose the girl because she looked cooler to me. The guy was just like so typical. Another memory that I got was, so I have an older sister who's four years older than me and I have a twin brother who you would have heard about in episode seven, crunching <laughs> with Christy Cream. Give it a listen. Yeah, if you haven't already. Yeah, haven't. Haven't already. <laughs> um, but so like, uh, I don't know. I remember even my brother and I playing with like Polly Pockets. I think they were like animals instead of like the little girls, but like it was just kind of a cool little mini play set. And I'm like, this is fun. <laughs> I'm using my imagination. Yeah. And and within my family and within my siblings, that was fine. Um, and even with some of my friends, that was fine. So but as a kid, I don't really, there weren't any like super macho boys on the, on the playground. Like they like mm. sports or something, but I know we were all kind of nerdy too. Mm. I had that. I, this actually, unfortunately the timing didn't work out because I was, uh, I had just moved to actually where I live today. And 
so I needed to make like whole new sets of friends. And I remember all the boys would play soccer and they would do like all the sports stuff. And I remember, I mean, I'm a boy. I want friends. When you're small, you kind of just think real simple. I'm like, okay, I want more like male friends. And I remember specifically, <laughs> it was like a very muddy day. And so I decided to play soccer. Like everyone was having fun. No one was making fun of anything. But like, I specifically remember coming back, my shoes being muddy. And then my teacher told me that I had to like stay outside. Either I took my shoes off so that I didn't mess the inside. Or I would have to stand outside until basically I took my shoes off. In terms of just like, you have to stand outside. You can't talk to anyone. You can't say anything until you t took your shoes off. And I remember just standing outside for like five minutes being like, why the fuck do I like soccer? Like, why did I play that stupid sport? Because I wanted to wear my shoes inside because I just felt like taking them off for bad or something but i feel like ever since then i started like talking to girls more and started doing more inside stuff and not outside which is typical for like a boy to do which is to go outside get dirty play sports and like i was over here being like oh i'm never touching grass ever again <laughs> yeah. uh, it's very it's very interesting how like one small thing can really make such a big impact even if it's not at the time to me it's just like oh, I don't want to be dirty. And I mean, as an adult, that's like a very typical thing to do. Be like, oh, why do I want to touch this gross thing? But back then, I think kids, you can easily, you can see it in parents, but you can see it in other adults as well. Just like, oh, this boy isn't playing sports. So he's probably going to play with dolls or other stuff. Or if you see him uh, or her, like with the opposite gender, you start thinking about like, they're not playing with the same gender. This is weird they're they're like not masculine or they're not feminine enough or whatever because i mean we might be talking about toxic masculinity but i think there's also the complete opposite of it too where it's like a girl is not feminine enough for the tomboy totally. culture right yeah yeah i think the world has been gendered for a really long time now i think it was only in like kind of recent years that we're really able starting to open up I mean, like just look over like, over a hundred years ago, we have you know still had the idea of, you know, women were only supposed to be at home raising children, whereas men were the only ones that were allowed to work or had education, so, and can anyways. But um, so we're really seeing a lot of these shifts in the last hundred years. It's all very fresh, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. But like you were saying, right, activities and certain shows, TV, toys, etc. When you're younger, were built for one gender, right? Right. Trucks and Power Rangers for boys, wands and, you know, stickers and, like, gimp, the, the string stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for <laughs> girls. You know what that is, Martin? Yes, yes, I do. I haven't thought of that in a while. Right? Uh, <laughs> I didn't even remember the name of it. Yeah. I didn't. <laughs> until you brought I it up, I had a like, name. I, that sounds familiar. I still don't know how to do the spiral design. I can only do the squares. I only know this. There's a spiral design. Yeah, I think instead yes. of go instead of going like just like like front horizontal vertical, you just you just build it diagonally. It, oh, it looks a like a braid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. I'm just like I just know like the straight one is kind of more like a grid all the yeah. way through. So the idea is if you don't go if you don't go like 90 degrees every time, you go 45, oh. 45, 45, 45, it'll make a spiral. Okay, that's cool. Wow. <laughs> I have no idea what you folks are talking about. Well, it'll be our next activity next time we see each other yeah. in like three years. Well, and then eventually uh, you should do these recordings like in person in the studio. I mean, my setup's pretty portable. We can definitely do this like yeah. somewhere together. I just need my Mac and a mic. 
Yeah, yeah exactly. I still remember when I was a kid, and like I don't know why, but I was babysat like downtown Toronto for some reason, and I was in this mall. I forget which mall it was, but they sold like these Sailor Moon ones, and like mm. I thought they were the coolest thing ever. Having like magical girl ones, I'm like, oh, so cool, so sparkly. And like the made sounds is pretty cool. My sister had one, and yeah, and like okay, those things sell for a lot nowadays. Yeah, <laughs> really, like, these are like vintage. Yeah, any kind of vintage. I don't know our childhood. The not, I know this is going off topic, but what, it, it's still related. All that stuff, Power Ranger stuff, Sailor Moon stuff, good condition yeah. because the fanfare and nostalgia is so high. And now our generation, mm-hmm. like you know, we have some money. Like that, yeah, the money is going up for that. Yeah, I mean, you, you look at Pokemon cards, just like oh yeah so expensive for days. Sure. but yeah I, my mom wouldn't let me have one she's like oh it's a girl toy i'm like oh okay i guess i'll just go to the arcade in a corner which i didn't mind i love arcades like as much mm-hmm. as i don't subscribe to a lot of typically masculine things uh there's a few masculine things i do enjoy greatly you know video games and sitting in a man cave all day that's me <laughs> yeah well it's interesting too because then if you kind of segment masculinity right it's like okay guys like video games but guys like sports so then then it's like jock culture versus nerd culture and jock culture and and, i don't know society's view would sometimes often most oftentimes be viewed as being superior because you're stronger you're more masculine you're hotter and girls are like oh um versus gamers but you know it's kind of interesting because all that's kind of switching now okay esports is big gaming is big but girls play video games and stuff and, and even with um, some of the points that we said before with parenting i'm kind of excited because when our generation when we become parents ourselves i imagine our cohort will be more um accepting and, and diverse in our views potentially on average i'd say yes uh, there's quite a few people either via facebook or even just on the internet where i'm like oh no you yeah. are my generation and you're just as dumb as like our parents and our past generation totally you're right i feel like we think that way just because the people we hang out with i feel like generally speaking are open-minded exactly we would raise the children with a little bit more of open mind but certainly i'm sure we can like just point in a crowd and we can point out somebody from our old high school assuming everyone's reunited it's like yeah you 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 are just as like toxic as our parents yeah you know what i mean Um, i will say though i think it's it would be definitely better than the previous generation. Mm-hmm. Although there, it's not going to be perfect for sure, but I think yeah. it's going to be a huge step. So I think it, w- it would still be interesting to see. Yeah, at a minimum, as long as it doesn't get worse, which like yeah. it shouldn't, <laughs> but I don't know. I'm confident enough that I would bet it's going to get better. That's Keep. what I'd like. Yeah, I think so too. But... Yeah. Keep, if you had a thought. No, I, the, with the dawn... I wouldn't say dawn of the internet, I guess, but with recent oh. events that really happen and how anyone is able to speak their mind and even if they know or don't know the misinformation that really goes around, there is a part of me that's like, I think, yes, progress is being made, but I do, as humans and how brutal we really are as as a species, I don't think we'll ever get to a point where it'll be 100%. Yeah, which, mm-hmm. I think... I, no. yeah. Yeah. No, I don't think it ever. No, I think he's right. Like, no matter like how much we try to make things as equitable or equal as possible, we're always gonna have that. Um, we're always gonna have a hierarchy, right? Um, just I think we referenced this already in a past podcast, the whole Timmy Turner and the Gray Blob episode. No, okay. Can you? Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I, I, three I silences the across the board. Okay, I, I guess the not. Okay, so in a past, even podcast, I'm like. 
In a past episode of Fairly Odd Parents, there's this blob, this gray blob, where everyone got turned up gray blobs, right? And everyone looks exactly the same, but they still found a way to discriminate against each other, even though they were all gray blobs. Except for like, Timmy, who had uh, his pink hat, yeah. I think. Yeah. Interesting. There is also an episode where Timmy wishes or that all males are together and all females are together. I don't know if you yes, remember that. Yes, I remember that. And the men are like get dirty and like have lawnmowers, and then the women have like a like sophisticated, advanced society. <laughs> they turn into like Amazonians, yeah. and, like rule the world and planet and all that stuff. It was very. It was. I think this is getting off topic, but I think Fairly Odd Parents as a show, going over even the smallest things of like this is how a kid thinks, but the drastic differences of like if a kid did this and the world was shaped around it, just how different would hmm. be does pretty good job of that oh yeah. yeah i think there's a lot of adult messaging that is overlooked right yeah <laughs> even like in the whole like disney and, and, and they're not the first like studio to do it like nickelodeon but like you know we look at pixar and like zootopia there's a lot of, there's a few adult references too that... innuendos here and there yeah, well, exactly. and um like i think shrek one was uh released in 2000 and that was like the first time they're like oh parents can come watch this movie too and like they'll find it entertaining and the kids yeah. We'll find it entertaining for a different reason. Yeah, I I have not watched that movie yet. So okay, if you want to watch <laughs> it sometime, let me know. <laughs> you haven't seen Shrek. I remember, okay. I know the story. I know the trope. I just never. I don't think oh, I've watched it from start to finish. Go go watch it. Go watch. The other ones are not as good. Two was all right. And two, one and two, three, three was like no four. I didn't watch because I, I I gave up at that point. I wish <laughs> I wish the audience could see Martin's face. He was just like eyes wide open for a second. Yeah, I'm like, I'm very shocked. And the show. soundtrack of the first oh, one. So good. Love it. Shrek 1 was a damn good movie. I, yeah. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Right. So going back to hierarchy for a second. <laughs> right. <laughs> I know. Try, try to bring it back here. Shrek. Try to bring it back. I don't know. Shrek is, Shrek is a whole other story. Well, I'll do, we'll do a review podcast on it. When, okay. When watch it. I'm sure Martin will be pleased. That, I'm down. That. Yeah. Love that movie. I haven't seen it in forever. But yeah, I think like when we talk about masculinity, there are hierarchies and tiers, right? When we talk about gaming, gaming guys, sports guys, those guys land at the top. Uh, but it's also really interesting that we can also put it in, you can also put a racial lens lens on it, right? Whereas I think white men are like you know cream of the crop, uh, Asian men probably lower to bottom, you know, and other folk kind of far between, right? I think that's how the hierarchy goes. What do you think? Yeah, I agree. I just wanted to add that depending like to, to your point on culture dan depending on what culture you're in masculinity and attra- like what's attractive in a male varies so you know at the time of filming right now at mcdonald's the bts meal just came oh out my God. um and so so in they're korean right uh in korea for like the the, the male idols or the pop stars I don't, I don't know how you refer to them but um it, it's softer features um so, which is different than like North America, where it's like big, strong. How so, big's your penis? Like, <laughs> fully agree. Um, actually, heard from oh gosh, I don't even remember where, but there was a study on different standards of beauty within different cultures, oh, and on the that. topic of gender yeah. roles. And in Korea, it's very interesting because both men and women have the same standard of beauty, mm-hmm. right? Which so is true. Which is why they regardless of men or women the the standard beauty is that kind of like slim very sophisticated looking eyes done like eyeliner doesn't matter guys or girl makeup done doesn't matter again guys or girl 
which is why uh, I think a lot of people say that's like, oh, well, their idols are so like feminine and pretty looking, right? And I think it's because of that similar standard of beauty, which is very interesting. Well, and it's interesting how obviously the BTS meals in North America, <laughs> well, it, it, you know, some of that culture is finally penetrating North America, whereas in the past years, it's always been the other way around. Yeah. I don't yeah. think at the same scale, but, and I don't think every North American is like, oh, BTS, oh my goodness. Some of them are though. Yeah. So it's kind of interesting that globalization is, kind of, I don't know, kind of happening in that regard. Yeah. And we That's see awesome. there's different YouTube videos too, or like even like, like mosaics where they show standards of beauty, like Martin said, from around the world. And like for North America, you have like the, you know, the Disney prince or Marvel in this case, I guess, more, more Captain uh, America, Captain like America, Thor, Thor you yeah. know, like ripped out of their minds. Uh, and mind you, we're getting some East Asian representation, uh, Shang-Chi, Shang-Chi. So we're getting some Asian representation there. If you butchered that, Dan, all the our Asian fans would collectively <laughs> just hunt you. <laughs> <laughs> Look, man, I haven't, heard, I haven't heard of that movie. I haven't thought of it in a, in a very long time. I don't time. know. Apparently, if, okay, I'm I haven't thinking, <laughs> if I'm thinking of the person whose name you just said, apparently China does not like this person anymore or something. Yeah, I think they don't like... It's the like, King's Convenience guy. They don't, yeah, they don't like his... Yeah, look. him. Yeah, yeah, okay. They don't like his aesthetic. I, don't, I just don't think he's like... I think the reason why he's like, he's like objectively... I think China has always been very, very uh, like picky about their stars, and I don't think he fits that particular mold, right? He's not the prettiest looking guy, uh, but I'm not sure how he looks now with the whole training from Marvel. But anyone who goes through Marvel tends to be like massively ripped. So no, he's I don't know. Even in Kim's convenience, he was pretty cute. Yeah, I mean, early this season, he he was he had a little more width to his face. I think. That's an interesting way of putting it. You trying to say he's chunky? Um, I don't. I don't think he looked bad in any, in any phase of the show. Like he looked good. Like, but it's interesting that he's a Chinese guy portraying a Korean guy a on the Korean. show. So he's passes off as Korean, even though he's Chinese. So I'm like, that's really interesting. Funny enough, I actually took a DNA test recently because like, okay, I've been asked like whether I have part Korean in me. I'm like, no, I don't. I don't think so. But I want to be sure, so I took a. I took a specifically Korean. <laughs> I, I, was, I was looking for it. I'm like, okay, tell me that I'm not Chinese. And it turns, as it turns out, I am 100% Chinese. So I was kind of disappointed. <laughs> really? Yeah. I'm actually like, very shocked. I'm like 90% Chinese and then 10% like Hick Village Chinese. Okay, no, no Mongolian <laughs> or anything like that. No, like just because historically it just it makes. Oh, I think okay, like wow, I'm like zero point five like bro, like broad Asian like very like you know like there's no like specific place but like what's zero point five percent really? Hmm. Interesting. interesting. But it was interesting though, you know, just like okay, like how Chinese am I? But it turns out very Chinese. To much to my disappointment, I was looking at my relatives who are related to me, and I, like for a mass majority of them, they had a little bit of European in them. I'm like, okay, that's kind of cool. Whereas me, I'm just like, you know, I'm literally the chocolate chip cookie of the family. Or is it chocolate chip cookie the best reference there? What's the most plain? What's the most plain cookie that's I can think of? Oh. You're just, you're just a cookie. You're plain. Or, you're a plain cookie. You're a yeah. sugar crack. <laughs> but, or, no, but even worse, no, no, you're, you're those um. Those like you... salty crackers that you get with the soups. Oh my those god, really those dry ones. Oh, saltine. Oh, uh, that, that would just make you like sorry, a basic white person. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Which you're not. White person in the Chinese world. <laughs> no, but like, is there, if there's like a basic Asian cookie, maybe that's the one. I'm the most basic Asian ever. Oh my no, god. You're no, you're what, not. What, what would that? What would that look like in terms of Asian food? What would the most 
I'm plain rice. I'm just literally a bowl of You're rice. White rice, but made in a rice cooker. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Made in a rice cooker. Oh my god. No, you're 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 a bit more you're more spicy than that. You got some seasoning, I think. Uh, <laughs> at least at least from a personality perspective. Oh, you know, I mean, that was tempered over so many years, right? Like, I think I am so straight passing today, partly because I had to temper that in myself, or like it was tempered really hard in in high school and university. Now it's like I don't really care, but because it's just so long, like tempered, that I just, I just continue to be straight passing. Not that yeah. I'm not I'm not okay with it. I'm like I'm okay showing a little more femininity. I just like this is how it is, right? It just I yeah. it's just hard, hard hard to change. Not that not that I have any desire to be more feminine or not. I'm okay the way I am. Is what I'm saying. It was it was really interesting too. The, uh, I, right at the beginning when we were making remarks about toxic masculinity and how toxic males need to act or portray themselves a certain way i was just thinking kind of to your point dan it's like okay these macho toxic males who just want to be seen as like uh, dominant you know they're probably suppressing who they actually are which is kind of sad uh and i wonder you know if people truly are themselves in like the most genuine version of yourself i feel like that's how you're going to be the happiest that's probably how you're going to like contribute the most to society because you'll actually feel, like follow your actual passion instead of See, I was going to like list stereotypical male jobs, but that's not right either. So it's kind of interesting. Like a, a macho man is like macho, and then he comes home and like plays with his chihuahua. That, that's okay. I mean, again, also off topic, but I don't think anyone has ever fully themselves, like men or women. Good you know, point. Stereotypes yep. Even between aside. friends, you know, like you always yeah. have a mask on for every single group, and I Everybody, do. Yeah. I 100% do. Right, but I also don't think that's a that's a that's a bad trait either. Being versatile is not a bad trait. I think I think, but there's a difference between versa being versatile. But being true to yourself. Oh yes, right? yes. I think because you can be versatile. You're right. But you're right. but if you're trying to mm-hmm. suppress a certain side of you for any number of reasons, yeah. then that could be harmful. No, I, yeah. I think you're absolutely right. I think with terms of toxic masculinity, it's just that whole idea that you have to be stoic twenty four seven. Yeah, you know, you have to just be consistently constipated. <laughs> like, you but know, when you do take a shit, it's a big shit. <laughs> You know, after my nice cold beer from the fridge, nicely cracked. Yeah, just bang some broad. <laughs> took a shower together. But I only use that, like, male scent. And, you know, Axe body spray. <laughs> got... no scent. Oh, Old yeah. Spice. You have to use Old, old... Spice. Which, which is interesting, too. Um, I, I was reading in something. Um, yeah, the way certain products are marketed to men versus males. Like, if you go into, like, self-care products, like yeah the male sense and like or even mandals being a thing man candles that's kind of interesting what i did not know that so i've never heard of that so the sense of mandals would be like like cedar forest or like uh like (laughs) not like lumberjacks but but i like cedar (laughs) yeah i know they're just good smells right but it's not like like hey lavender like it's i don't know (laughs) yeah i mean i think that's whole part of it right just like not it's the whole thing is like you just live in your sense your filth and just be gross all day long that's that's being manly so, you know on yeah. youtube have you seen the manscape the new lawnmower yeah 3.0? you know yeah, what i, I don't want to those ads i, was, I kind of want to get it they're so everywhere I now i i i was like, watching like, a guy do it do like use it today and like he was literally pressing the thing against his arm and it did not cut him well yeah i'm like i want I, one <laughs> i yeah okay we should do a review because i'm <laughs> very interested and 
for all the drag videos I watch, they give a 10% off like Manscaped code. So I'm like, maybe I should try this. I want one. Like, it sounds amazing, you know? Like, uh, yeah, I mean, if a product works that well, yeah. and you can press against your arm, it doesn't cut you. I'm in. I'm sold. But, Take but do, you wanna, do you want to wait for when the 5.0 comes out? Because they, they, they update pretty frequently. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but this just it just shows how much demand they have. The fact that you have, like growing evolving product lines that are popping up like iphones every year i was just gonna say coming back to the like topic of tops toxic masculine blah blah blah, blah. What, why is it such a hard word to say toxic masculinity because the bros don't want people talking about it so it's complex <laughs> it's true i had a thought word. of that but like even the word manscaping to that already adds a level of like you're girly or you're on the feminine trait because you're taking care of your body. If you were real man, you just let that hair flow wherever you want it to flow. Yeah. They do call it the lawnmower. So, I mean, that's like, I mean, they really added that man back into it, but really I was like, man, dude, do you really want to look like a, like, you know, a prune by the time you're like 40? Like I don't, I put it on like face cream every day just because I don't want to, I don't want wrinkles to form. Soon. And sunscreen is important. See, I haven't used sunscreen in a while, but I should probably get on that. I think a lot of that also comes down to, well, there's two things, right? Either you're insecure about yourself, and so you're trying to fill in for something, which is you're trying to be, you're personifying the the traits that society thinks of your gender, or there's just no education around it. Like, you don't learn about any of this stuff unless your parents know. And, so here's the uh, thing about education, though, right? Let's, like, sorry, I interrupted you. Do you want to finish No, go for first? it. I just think, like, Yes, education can try to turn this around as much as possible, but in a day, like, it's what the parents say goes, right? The parent, I think parental influence drills in the hardest as much as we want to say that, you know, we should improve our education because everything at the end of the day starts from home. So as long as these, like, ideas continue to persist, it'll go down from generation to generation unless that generation decides that, that that's not okay. We need to make an adjustment, which is, I think, that's us, right? I think our folks... Probably, I don't know about you folks, at least for me, and I probably think way differently than my folks do. And I think if I were to raise the next generation, that would start with me. But mm -hmm. I think I think it's hard to just say, let's improve education. You know, I think what we need to tackle is not so much education for the kids or people, but like for the parents. Yeah, I think that's a good, I mean, it's a bit of everything. Like, I, I agree, like, most of these things start at home and whether it's a good home or a bad home, you're still going to be influenced. But then if you go to school based on how your teachers act or how they give praise, what they give praise to what your peers do that, I think that does have a significant influence as well. Yeah. So, so maybe it's not so much the schooling system or the education piece, but just the norms at school, whether it be yeah. like through friendship circles or educators. Yeah. I think there's also buy-in too, right? Because there's still, I mean, gendered items shows when are still very much, they exist today. Uh, mind you, there's probably more neutral stuff for kids. I don't, I don't know if for teenagers, but like, you know, Paw Patrol, I can't, I can yes. see it leaning, I can see it leaning either way, really. Like, who's gonna, yeah. you know, I mean, mind you, that's, that's a whole, whole, whole other controversy. But, you know, in terms of like shows geared towards teenagers, uh, we're definitely seeing, I think, more neutral shows that gear towards everybody. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, take a look at how Marvel has changed over the years. Oh, right? yeah, Before definitely. Marvel is just all about it's all for the boys, right? You got your your Spider Man and your very yeah. masculine superheroes, but look at like the Avengers today, right? Where yeah. there's uh, equal number of uh, female heroes or heroines as well, 
and and a lot of them are pretty badass too, right? Yeah, a lot of them are um, quite independent. You're right. Until they're brought together as a group. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then it's not perfect. Generally speaking, the males will always outshine the females. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I must say though, the Wakandians, like or whatever you want to call them, like as much as yes, you know, rest in peace. Uh, Who's the black guy? Chadwick Bowen. Oh my god. Now, now you got the other community coming I will edit this out. I, think that's his name. I love how I love how it was like. Rest in peace. What was that again? Yeah. Yeah. And the only reason why I know his name is because All Stars 5, Shea Coulee, when they did their like, yes, they to, like say their celebrity princess. crush, hers was Chadwick Bowen. And that's why I know his name. Yeah, so rest in peace, Chadwick. But yeah, for the Wakandians, like it was very like it was like the females had a lot of like like they they were highlighted really well, you know. It wasn't just like male dominant society. It was like the women were like vital for that society to like run. Yeah, right? they weren't white though. No, they weren't. You're right. <laughs> so that's what I'm saying. If it was like a yeah, white yeah. society, I don't. I, that might, unless, but then they'd be like Amazonians, and like there wouldn't be any males. Yeah. So, so there are always those like caveats, I guess. Yeah, hundred percent. That is so true. Yeah. I yeah. never. Wow. Yeah, the, the, I think there's because I think you have to look at the time period in which these kind of comic book heroes were created. Yeah. Those are like very strictly uh, male dominated societies, but it's interesting or exotic to have that like well, Amazonian and when you, society. When you think of the hierarchy of privilege, I was talking to my partner about this yesterday. Like, let's just if you consider uh, gender and race, white male would be top. White female probably comes before male of color, I, I would think, at least in the corporate world. So you kind of see that also with superheroes. Like, there's, are there any co- women of color superheroes? They're, they're okay, Storm, but Captain Marvel, I think she's white, and then Wonder Woman's white. But yeah, people of color, like, you don't see that much more now, but I feel like they're kind of ticking the box as well just yeah. to have diversity. I- yeah, I think part of the reason why it's so hard to have these like new plot lines written in, like I think Marvel is starting to rewrite some of these characters and heroes to embrace newer identities, you know, really break outside the mold, the box. And it's so hard because these IPs were so cemented, right? I mean, there's yeah. a whole controversy when Iceman came as gay, right? You know, did he? I didn't yeah, know that. yeah, and, really, yeah. So like, cool. it's a whole thing, but it's one of the, one of those, <laughs> mind you, Marvel's, I don't know who Iceman is, but. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot, a lot of storylines, but uh, the fact is, is that they're like, if, as much as Marvel would want to, I feel like as much as they are starting to rewrite some of these characters to include different races, like you know, kill off the old version and bring on the new person to bring on the to put on the mantle, like Miles for Spider-Man. You know, mm. I think it'll take so much time because just traditionally and historically, yeah. these characters have always been written very macho, very white, very burly and muscular. Right, so it's gonna take time to start replacing these by having new a new generation take on the mantle. Yeah, did you guys see? Um, if you have Disney Plus, uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. No, I don't have. Uh, okay, well, I want to. But if I, I say it, it's gonna kind of give spoilers. But spoiler alert for our fans. Be as gentle as you can. <laughs> All right, spoilers. I'll still be delicate with it, but basically, so okay. You've probably seen Avengers, right? And you know that Captain America dies at the end of that. Yes. Yeah, and then there's Falcon who's black and at the end towards the end of the series he kind of becomes he takes up like the the shield and becomes like captain america and it's like oh, okay wow captain america is black now okay yeah. like, like that was progressive and that's not and like that's not too spoiler heavy but yeah yeah people it's, should skip i think it's fine because at the end of endgame right 
I think they he did say that uh like he like the old uh Captain America did give yeah, the shield right. to Falcon Falcon who, yeah. who is black. So yeah. I don't think that's too much of a spoiler. Yeah. I mean I mean like as much as we're fine with it, I am willing to bet good money that there are still a good number of people who are not okay with it. It if you haven't seen Endgame by now, then what are you doing with your life? Meh. Go watch Endgame. <laughs> Speaking of like these celebrities and whatnot, it's great that it's like mental wellness, mental health awareness month. I think in May, um, and recently we're seeing a surge of you know different celebrities speaking out on that and you know encouraging folks to seek help. And a lot of them came from men too, right? Ryan Reynolds, uh, who played Deadpool in Marvel, although I never really saw him as a hyper masculine guy, but I think it's great that he fits that role anyways. That he's not, he's not like Chris Hemsworth, like jacked. But he still is like, you know, he still serves a pretty, he's still pretty cool. Has played many cool roles, roles, right? Detective Pikachu, etc. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's true. That should have been played by Danny DeVito, though. Again, like a raspy, like, "Hey, kid." <laughs> I was that okay. would be funnier. I was okay, Ryan Reynolds. Though. He like he, yeah, he no, was he hilarious. I loved him. And then and then isn't Ryan Reynolds like the dad? Oh, oh wow! Sorry, yeah. spoiler. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> cut. <laughs> cut. That, okay. Was, that was funny at the end. Anyway, it, it, it was funny. It was great. But uh, yeah, you're right. But it, it was great. So, anyways, Oops. going back to mental health awareness, like a lot of these celebrities spe- are speaking on it. They're really encouraging getting help if you need it, and like, you know, taking care of yourself. Which you know, if you're like, if you lean really heavily into the whole masculine kind of man- uh, mantra and like persona. You wouldn't be seeking help, right? It's just like even in Asian East Asian culture, at least in Chinese culture, it's like you hold everything in, you man up, you suck it in, and you just suppress all your problems and bottle everything up. And I know some friends who are today are still kind of leaning really heavily into that, where they will not seek out any help, they will not look towards you know any treatment whatsoever. They would rather commit suicide as like wow. verbatim. They would rather die instead of looking for help, which I think Sorry is to hear that. Yeah, it's it's ludicrous. You know, I, I listened to him and, you know, he's just been historically very, very stubborn. And, you know, he says it's just so it's just so sad because, you know, he's he's clearly hurting from a whole plethora of different reasons. He's miserable, but he refuses to seek out help just because it's verbatim against his principles. But like what principles like who who, who wins at the end of the day for you <laughs> bottling up all your feelings? Society wins. Well, you know. <laughs> Damn it, society. Like, honestly, like, I don't know who, like, who wins. Because if you suppress all these feelings, it's going to leak out more one way or another, right? He's he's overall a great guy, but, like, there are different facets of him that really don't fly, right? He has a deep hatred of women. thinks that they're the core of all his issues. And, like, that comes from his, like, inability to really vents and really like process you know the problems of his life but like again great guy on other ends but like he is quite misogynistic he has a lot of masculine issues because he refuses to you know seek support to you know get that under control right and mind you maybe that's what he believes is right but it clearly is causing issues in his life and you know it's people like that and these behaviors that really later translate into domestic violence Right? What it's crazy that we have such a big following for the Me Too movement and domestic violence because men are unable to 
deal with their emotions and they only turn to physical violence as a means of dealing with an issue because that's all they know. I don't know about you folks, but like, I'm sure you've all, you've all like had experience in your life where, you know, you know, a guy who just, his way of dealing with issues is like to yell, screaming match, and then evolve into a fist fight. Worst case scenario. It's hard too, because it's kind of like a perpetual circle because if that person, you know, people can tell. And um, I recently read a book by uh, Brene Brown called Daring Greatly. They break down some of these things, but she does talk about like masculine and feminine norms and how, you know, women or people can tell guys like, oh, we want you to be vulnerable and open up. Uh, like we tell them that, but then if they act weaker, like at the same time, they are, they do praise, uh, even if it's subconsciously like strength or um, not showing vulnerability, even though they, t- they say be vulnerable. So it's kind of hard to break that cycle mm-hmm. and I, like uh, you need a breakthrough, but how does that happen? Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. Like that, <clears throat> as much as you tell people, hey, these are ways you can change or address yourself. At the end of the day, society has to buy into that too, right? Not to not to put any blame on just the girls or society or whatnot, but yep. you're right. There is still a lot of praise for men or people find men like that attractive who are domineering, very like exudes confidence because yeah. they're so macho, right? But I think they exude confidence for the wor- for not the right reasons. Yeah, I was gonna say that it, I think it's like a deeper issue than than simply just like gendered norms. Uh, if you try to act a certain way and you try to, you know, be more sensitive and so on, but you get punished for it or you don't get, uh, I guess, rewarded for it, then it's like, well, why would you, right? Yeah. Uh, I think- everybody still likes the Prince Charming. Every, I'm not going to say everyone still appreciates chivalry, but that's still a conversation or a, an idea yeah. that, that is perfect. Chivalry, what's that? It's like, it's like, the, <laughs> I'm joking. Yeah. Know, right, it's yeah. like that concept is like, yeah, yeah. It's true. I mean, dead, right? I'm sure like a lot of women today still like, Hey, the guy should be paying for dinner. You know, I don't have to pay for anything. Yeah. And I, I say that like the most like fetishious way I can, but I think, I think there are a lot of women today who still think that the men should be paying for everything. Right. Men should be the one to take action first. Men should be the protective one. They should also be. Uh, the stronger one, more physically fit one, they should also earn more money. Yeah. Right? Uh, so it, well, it's... And then last year, like the term simping or being a simp came out. And that's basically if you're chivalrous, oh, you're simping. Oh. Ooh, I don't wait, wait, wait sorry. Explain uh, this for me. I, I've, I've never heard okay, of Okay, simping is when you go head over heels for a girl, right? You do everything for her. You blow your wallet on her. So I think like there's a difference between simping and chivalry. I think that's chivalry to a extreme that's like extremely unhealthy, right? It's like I earned a thousand dollars, nine hundred dollars of that need to go to my girl so that she's well taken care of, right? And this could be like a Twitch streamer or uh, even a two D waifu, right? Just buy lots of costumes <laughs> and currency to roll for her, etc. That's yeah. my take on it. No, I, yeah, I should have. I mean, simping is the like one side of the spectrum of doing too much. But yeah. let's just say you like roll that back. But but then that's when people use the meme. It's like okay, sit, like you just do something nice, and they'll be like, oh, bro, you're simping. Like, oh, bro, true. you're a simp. Yeah, yeah. So 
where does the term come from? Like, what the I'm on like? Urban Dictionary, and I will try and find it. Okay, I think okay. simp kind of like I think that refers to like a monkey, and you're simple minded. So, oh my god, oh. right? <laughs> I, I had no idea. So like, it's like this is, this it's like it's like me. I see girl, I like, I do. You are like in this case, toss all my money at her. Uh... That's my take on it. That's my take on it. Urban Dictionary, the internet teen slang simp, as is true of many slang terms that go mainstream, appears to come directly from black hip-hop slang and is older than you may think. Hip-hop lyrics from the late 1980s and 1990s were already using simp as an insult for men perceived as too subservient to a woman. May 4, 2020, oh. Urban Dictionary or mm. Dictionary.com. I mean, yeah, I mean, you're you're right. Like, I mean, before this, I mean, we had a term for it. It's called whipped, right? I was just going to say, yeah. <laughs> I in high school during high school people were made like guys specifically were made were made fun of uh for being whipped by their by their girlfriends. girlfriends. Yeah, I mean I mean it's her heard like uh heard uh mentality, right? Even high school. I mean, I remember in high school I took phys ed for like 3 years, mistake. But, you know, a part of it was just I want to get fit. It didn't happen, but I digress. Uh <laughs> I uh I took phys ed and you know, typical jock kind of you know, her, her mentality i'm still chubby you know i have i have larger man boobs than the average guy and we had a pool at our school so we would, there would be a swimming component and you know every time i come out to a pool ready to go it's like oh look it's the girls blonde that side of the pool which referring to myself wow. you know i think today i think it still holds some resentment against like uh like more jockish kind of people because of that um i think i was definitely treated worse because i would did not follow i was not the most, most athletic I did not really fit the bill in terms of the, you know, um, in terms of an athletic guy, a guy who would play sports, um, you know, last picked on a team. Yeah, it was definitely rough. You know, it definitely took a, blew up, took a blow to my self-esteem. But, you know, you persevere. But I think in high school, there is this herd, like, mentality that you 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 perpetuate these really toxic behaviors Right, maintain this status quo of masculine, macho, you know, man of the couple, the person who wears the pants, right? Because if you don't subscribe to that following, you do get excluded from main groups. Like, oh, you don't think like us? Well, you can you can buzz off now. Right. And high school is the worst for that, where they mm-hmm. will happily throw you out the door if you don't mm-hmm. conform uh to our group's thinking. Very yeah. clicky. Yeah, hundred percent. Sorry to hear that. You're an amazing, beautiful person. So F all those people, but it does happen. You know what? At least like grit is a good trait. Yeah. And maybe maybe you have that. But uh, yeah, we're talking about toxic masculinity and like high school is just toxic. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I mean, you do belong grit. And like, that's why I today, like if someone annoys me, it's just like, okay, bye. You know, like I, I don't, I really don't have the emotional capacity to deal with you. I've dealt through that. I've been there, done that throughout high school, at university. I really don't have time for drama for you. You have an issue with me, talk it out, deal with it with me, get it closed, like the end, next chapter, right? You can't, okay, adios. I have plenty of other people to vibe with. Next, you know, Ariana Grande, thank you. Yeah, next. exactly. I love that song. But yeah, no, I agree. You know? So Martin, like, like, do you have any like stories from like you know your early days that you experienced where you know? Oh yeah. So, for those of you who don't know me well, I'm a relatively shy, introverted person. 
and that is uh multiplied when i was younger i was extra shy extra quiet my sister wasn't so she would always make friends first so me being the shy kid i would just kind of hang out with her and her friends and if you imagine when you're in grade one um her and her friends were all girls and they did girl things like play pretend and pretend house or whatever and so because i was too shy to make friends on my uh, on my own uh, i joined them in playing house and you can imagine how that went with the guys who play tag in sports right so uh yeah i was always the the uncle or the brother i remember never the husband though just thinking back interesting <laughs> yeah i was the brother or or uncle um and so, yeah. And so I had my fair share of, uh, of like, you know, awkward moments where like, oh, why does he only play with girls? And, and so on. Um, I kind of grew out of that just by necessity of like, okay, I need to make actual friends of my own. And for better or worse, I did. But uh, there was definitely a few, a few good years where uh, I was the odd kid at school. So I think from that, really, I, I almost did one of those opposite those 180 turns where i i started like hating everything my sister did mm. like everything like if she liked something i hated it mm. uh and it was almost because of like i didn't i wanted to dissociate myself so much from that part of like me being weird and and being made fun of for for playing with girls uh and so i had that for a couple of years myself too where i'm like oh all all the friends that and i would say i think some of her friends became sort of my friends too but I just, I literally just walled up, cut it all off. Uh, I don't associate myself with you anymore. Which, thinking back, I think was kind of mean of me. Uh, because, I mean, they didn't do anything wrong, right? Do you think and that so, hindered your relationship with your sister? I mean, I, I oh, absolutely. know you <laughs> enough. 100%. And it, I get the sense that you still interact and like communicate with your sister and all that stuff. And you still like do stuff together, but... I mean, hearing this, it, it's it's very it doesn't feel like a complete one eighty from how I think of you and your sister, but like it does seem like hmm, there's probably stuff there that obviously doesn't come to light. But I am curious if that ever hindered your relationship. So, it it, it was a it was a bit of a roller coaster, right? I think, like I mentioned, following that period, uh, I just dissociated everything from my sister, even during high school, and we went to different high schools. We might have mentioned it before or I might've mentioned it before as well, because she went to a gifted program and went to a gifted high school. I didn't, but even then all of her friends, like, no, I'm not hanging out with them. I don't know you people. Um, and then university came around. And I think uh, during my university experience, I did a lot of growing. I saw very little of my sister just because we went to different universities. Right. Uh, we would literally only talk maybe a, a few times per year. And it was usually during, uh, you know, winter break for the holidays or, maybe sometimes during the summer. Uh, and then following university or undergrad or near the end of that, I think because we had our time apart, at least I did, and I had some growing to do, coming back, I think it was a little bit easier and smoother. Did you ever like address, you just say, hey, you know, you remember all those times in the past where I stopped suddenly playing doll or time with you? Like, do you ever address that with her? No, but I think she got it. Okay, but like, what, what if you brought it, if you brought up today, what would she say? What would she say? Oh, that's a good question. Tune in you know next what? week. <laughs> Martin, do it. Uh, I would. I need. I need. I need to follow up to this. Yeah, I, I don't you know, know about what? Martin. I could. 
I don't know about Martin, but if I was put in your situation, it would be super awkward. I think because it's stuff that happened so long ago that like you've formed as a different person, your sibling has formed as a different person as well. And like, sure, you can probably amend whatever happened in the past and start building a relationship. But like, ultimately, you people have changed. I think like if I was a sibling and I heard that from my little sister or brother and it's like, hey, that's what happened. And, you know, I just thought about the other day I was talking about some friends I'd be like, I think I'd appreciate them a little bit more. I was like, oh, okay, now I understand you a little better. And I think intimacy levels will go up a little bit for me. So I'm going to go on a whim because I actually haven't had this conversation with her. But I think she was smart enough to pick it up. And I know for sure there were many times where she's like, get your own friends. These are my friends. Stop <laughs> <laughs> playing with us. So, so yeah, I think, she, I think she got it. I mean, again, I, I haven't had this actual conversation with her but yeah i'd be happy to have i I, ask her and see like what she thought because it's always i mean it's it's also interesting because you're a twin as well right that you have like a stronger relationship i mean chris too right you have a stronger relationship to your sibling than again with a sibling with you know years apart so i think like it'll be a i think it'll be an interesting conversation i would love to hear follow-up on this yeah definitely um (laughs) or she's like yeah, bro, I know. <laughs> yeah, no, no, see, that that's what I'm expecting. And she, she would think about it and be like, yeah, I know. <laughs> like, I, I get it. <laughs> but, you know, or rather like, than making a story. Or like, you're so weird. Go away. But deep inside, like, okay, I'm glad he, I'm glad we had a job. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. I would do that. I, yeah. I would do that. I don't know. We'll see. I, I'm, yeah, I'm happy to, to just give her a call and be like, hey, remember that one time? <laughs> that's even worse. Not even like in person next time I see her, but like I'm just gonna give her a random, hey, by the way, I have this random question to ask you. Yeah, yeah. Sure. I think that'd be interesting, actually. Yeah, I will do that and I'll get back to everybody on it. Okay, I'm excited. <laughs> okay, we got we got a reunion podcast on this. <laughs> like a few months later. Or you're like, now entering the podcast studio and then like your sister just like enters the Zoom call. <laughs> <laughs> just like another way like, on the Does spot. she even know the podcast exists at this point in time? Yes, I actually had a had a chat with her because she came back um, last weekend. Yeah, and I'm like, oh yeah, by the way, I'm doing podcasts, and she did one of those like double takes and be like, what? Yeah. You never mentioned that. And then we had a whole conversation about it. Uh, but yes, now she knows. Oh. Suddenly, this podcast this that this podcast turns into Mori. <laughs> <laughs> did you give her the link already? Yeah, so we're gonna get at least two more viewers. So it's her and her boyfriend from um, like Vegas or Texas. Wait, where did you get Vegas or Texas from? I don't know. I don't know the VPNs. <laughs> can you tell no. them? To, can you tell them to sign in with a VPN to like Vegas and Texas so that we get some like more views? <laughs> no, they, they would be too lazy to do that. No. Yeah, if no, you no, are from Texas, Missouri, or wherever, Martin thinks you're a bot, and you need to prove him wrong. No, Missouri had two. Was it Missouri who had two? I think Missouri had two. Okay, yeah, If you're in I the believe. states, besides Virginia, hi Nick. Besides Virginia. Tell email us so and our emails in our description. Go look there. Tell us that you're not waiting. We'll yeah, give I'm you a personal shout out. <laughs> I will absolutely. I'll give you all the credit. Uh, I'm still waiting from Washington. Was it Washington? No. Was it? I, I don't remember. That's a W. I think. Are these your listeners? You can say where you can tell where they're from, or yeah, like we have like a distribution. We can see roughly oh, where cool. they're from. So yeah. most of our listeners from Ontario, obviously friends and family. Yeah. Uh, but we've had some from UK. We had one wow. from New Zealand Australia. one time. Yeah. Australia. I mean, Martin still thinks they're all bots. So, yeah. you know. 
if it's one person from who knows where, like, sure, what are the, he has like zero confidence yeah. in our podcast. I, <laughs> what a guy. I'm just a realist. Okay. I'm a realist. Anyways, well, back on topic. KP, do you have any stories for us? Hearing the stuff that all of you went through, especially through high school and university, I would have to say I was very, I don't know if it was privileged, but I was very lucky uh, to not have to go through most of that stuff. I surprisingly had a good group of friends that kind of, at least in high school, stuck around with me through all of high school because I was in a special program at, at, at high school. And then university, I knew Martin. I didn't know you, Dan, or Chris, but I met Dan later and all that stuff. And the people that we hang out with now, basically, that's all I hung out with in university. So we kind of all know everybody. Um, I never had that. There were I definitely played a lot of video games. Um, I don't know. There was just something about high school where it just felt like everyone didn't really care. They mm. were just like, cool, you're you're here in this hellhole just with the rest of us. So it's like, whatever. There's no point making fun. And I don't know. I think, I'm not going to lie. This, I'm not trying to like, with what I'm about to say, I'm not trying to boast myself to be like, I'm sure. the smartest person here. But I think being in a special program and being smart, helping other people in school just kind of got me this reputation of like, okay, this person's not going to play sports. He doesn't give two shits about soccer or basketball. Uh, but at least he's willing to help. He seems like a nice dude and all that stuff. And I think that really helped. Yeah, I think that helped because there were definitely jocks in my school, but yeah. they never picked on me. They never picked on they never really picked on anyone. They just kind of kept to themselves, which was very yeah. interesting. I uh, mean, I think you were only a victim if you entered a space, which is gym, exactly. class, gym class really in the locker room even in gym class like yeah. i mean there were some who just didn't want to participate in gym class which was its own separate thing yeah. but i never felt like i was picked on just because a i was bigger or i was slower mm -hmm. or i couldn't like uh, keep track of anything i don't know it just I, again i think i was just very lucky and i lucked out with the people who went to mm -hmm. my high school and all mm -hmm. that stuff it was just pretty that's good. great that's yeah. so true. I, I honestly would say my high school is different. And I think, yeah, to your point, yeah, if you kind of, I mean, that's how cliques are formed and like you like survive. Um, you stick with like your crew and if you, if you don't intermingle, but even if you do, like they wouldn't really um, make fun of you, but you wouldn't maybe have friends in a group that you'd like don't yeah. belong. I um, will say though, my school had five white people. <laughs> like you can count them on your fingers and relation i think i think my high school was exactly the same we had a really strong south asian south asian and east asian uh population and white was definitely the minority of my school which is why i think for myself i didn't experience i think for a, a lot of folks out there to talk about asian hate uh discrimination i think for myself i grew up in a very east asian very south asian community even now you know that like it was it was not an issue or at least not as like big of an issue that it has become a deep hate like ingrained hatred in myself hmm. my high school was also mostly asian uh but there were still clicks though oh yeah there were 100 percent clicks yeah. i mean like you have the sports guys and then it's really interesting how masculinity redefines itself over the years right in high school you have the jocks uh like uh athletic boys sports boys who did the best in terms of uh attractiveness because of their masculinity and you have the other boys or whoever who did drama and arts 
But, you know, when you mm-hmm. grow up to later on in adulthood, it's the boys who are in the arts, uh, who can play instruments, you know, who can speak in front of the audience because they went to drama that are the most attractive ones later on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the other ones peak too early. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, but that's interesting because the guys that I remember were the popular athletic ones. Uh, they're doing very well for themselves. And I think it comes from their, their confidence. Oh, I'm not saying, right? they're not saying they, don't, they don't do well for themselves, but I think like, you know, there's certainly outliers too, right? In, in all of these categories, outliers. Uh, but I think like uh, in terms of boys who were in the arts, they were definitely not as valued in high school than they were than they mm. are later on. I think now if you know someone's consistently playing the tuba or trumpet or whatever on the side, even at our age, like late 20s, I think it'd be like, it's a pretty attractive trait. Like person who plays the guitar. Oh my God, <laughs> hi. Right? Yeah, very. Right. I Holy... cannot play any issue. Well, really? for guitar really? is like the instrument. <laughs> I I don't I still don't want to play guitar. Well, I, I've had one in a corner for like four years, <laughs> like or more at this point. I still don't want to play it. I think it's even just like having a passion, something that you like dedicate time to. Yeah, uh, like that's attractive. And I think at a certain point, when you kind of shed some of our insecurities, then it's like authenticity. That like that's what we value. That breeds confidence, and that's what's the. Tra- I guess confidence is is the trait, right? Or just what makes you interesting. Yeah, yeah. exactly. There's a lot of people out there who are doing well, but they're boring <laughs> yeah. as hell. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I mean, but that's. I feel like that's the other thing, though. Like you brought up people who are talented or have an interest in in a hobby, but only if that hobby uh, is stereotypically popular. Like if it's sports. If I'm really passionate about video games and I'm really good at one video game. No one's gonna bat two eyes at me. Yeah. Right. What if you're making you're a Twitch streamer though, and then you make a lot of money? I, I think mean, I think nowadays it's yeah. different. If if you can be a Twitch streamer, which is interesting as well, and you hop onto all the trends like Fall 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 Guys, Among Us, Fortnite. I think you do pretty well for yourself. Even as, I think like if you're an attractive Twitch mm. gamer, you'd also do pretty well for yourself. Yeah. Right. Mm. I think if you're attractive, period, you could get away with a lot of stuff. Oh, 100 percent. Yes. Right, 100%. I 100% agree with that. I also agree with Martin's point. I I think there is some merit to, again, with societal norms, coming back to toxic masculinity a a little bit, where people do find, for males specifically, again, they find males attractive if there's certain interests that go along with societal norms. So if you're into sports, it's very easy to find new friends and to talk to other people if you like sports because it's just like, hey dude, oh, yeah. have you did you see the game last night? Yeah, bro, yeah. blah 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 blah. Yeah. If it was video games or something, it's just like again, even though it's growing, it still feels very niche. And yeah. even myself as an avid gamer, like it's very weird. Um especially at work. Yeah. And work is weird because there's our age differences, but it's just like Hi, I'm KP. Nice to meet you. Blah blah blah. And then it gets into the this fact of like, what do you like? What's your interest? And then yeah. it's like video games versus other typical man stuff, and it it gets very awkward. And I just shut up because I'm like, cool. We have no interest because I don't like the <laughs> typical man stuff, and Fine. you don't like what I do. So okay, cool. It's, this is over. Let's all get it's drunk. Almost like, <laughs> yeah, it's almost like still. It's almost still a guilty pleasure, right? Like yeah. you want to mm-hmm. see mature, so. To Dan, to your point, if if music is your thing, oh well, all of a sudden you're sophisticated and, and mm-hmm. you're sure, right? But if I like, yeah, I really like manga and anime, then people are just <sighs> unless there's books similar to, to be so. even books. To be honest, it's just like, oh, you like to read, cool. Yeah. Oh my god, cool. so so unattractive. You're you're literate and you're educated. Gross. <laughs> 
If only you were born in the 1200s, you would have done so well. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's true though. You know, it's like it's still. Uh, it's, I mean, it's kind of crazy that some folks today are still kind of not that literate in an age where, like, literacy is almost 100. <laughs> percent You know. Um, but anyways, that's a whole different topic on, on a whole different thing. Um, I will say, even though I said that nothing really happened to me in like high school and university, one thing that has pegged me from time to time is my voice. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> my voice Wait. is not manly. I'm perfectly oh. okay with my voice. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> the funniest story I've probably had is a cousin of mine called like my home line. Uh, because I wanted to talk to my parents or something. And so I picked up the phone and I said, hello. And the... <laughs> they haven't seen me in a while. They haven't heard from me in a while either. And so I got basically this person on the other end assumed that I was an old lady. I just went like, oh, sorry, I think I have the wrong number. And then hung up and then called again and they heard me. And they're just mm. like, like, hello? And they're like, wait are you kp and i'm like yes and they're like oh i thought you were a woman and i'm like wow Yikes. okay uh that has happened to me a lot yeah but, uh, but from a family member <laughs> yeah it was pretty bad i was just like wow this is i mean i think it's great that you didn't have to go through that because i think it, there's a lot of trauma there's a lot of like issues that go with that i think that's also like those reasons right in terms of like this like hyper masculine kind of kind of pressure put all around you that I didn't really come out till like really late in life right that I didn't feel like I was safe enough to do it because you didn't want to be shunned from society right um, there's a whole bro culture you know and like how you don't want to be associated with anything remotely feminine and I think like being gay is like or remotely gay is like the worst of, of all you know it's like just so interesting because even within the gay community there's stuff like there's such a spectrum of like people who try to come off as straight and then there's people who are like actually like femme and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. yeah. so or even like white gay culture versus other groups. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yep. I mean, and you know, you know, it's like, you know, the whole idea of no homo attached to everything. It's like, oh, I'm saying something that's remotely feminine, but I attach to no homo. So I can definitely assure you that I'm not, you know, I'm not, I'm not I am straight rather. Mm -hmm. at least the no homo stuff were like oh that's so gay yeah maybe it's because i'm getting at least in my experience i'm getting older but like that was like an early high school or elementary school thing i like now it's at least in my circles that's not really being said anymore yeah i mean even in the online gaming spheres like we are oh. definitely seeing less of that right there's still yeah. there's still like whole idea of oh you play like a girl oh no your, is it, i guess i guess your sister's not playing right now etc <laughs> you know so it's all, it's all perpetuating the whole idea that women can't game. They all suck at gaming, though they can't do this, can't do that. I mean, there's a whole gender issue there, right? That only men can play games and gun games. So, and this might be sort of related, but uh, there's a whole topic around female streamers. Yeah. Because I, I feel like you get two, two, like two opposite spectrums, right? There's like the the ones who like doll themselves up and they do certain angles of the camera specifically, and they dress a certain way to attract a certain set of audience. Yeah. And I guess to some degree, kudos to them for hustling, making their money their own way. Yeah. But they encourage a certain stereotype uh, that's actually harmful to some other female streamers who just, you know, dress normal. They look normal and they play the games and they can be talented, 
but I don't know, but I'm willing to bet they might not be as successful as the ones who uh, push a certain stereotype. It like reemphasizes the, in any gender, just the concept of dominance. So like, yeah, the hotter ones getting more views and whatnot. And like, yeah, it's unfortunate. I think that's a really good point, Mario, how like attractive streamers create less opportunity for less attractive female streamers. But like how else, like they're entering a man's world, a man's industry, like, so to have equity amongst the minority, that's like, you're already at such a setback. So like, yeah, for sure. I, I wouldn't even know how to address it, to be honest. Like if I had a friend who was a girl and wanted to, you know, start being a streamer, what could I say to help them get more views? I, I don't even know mm-hmm. uh, because I don't want to encourage these types of stereotypes. Right. Yeah. But at the same time, it, it's clearly working for them. Yep. So it's like, yeah, I, I don't know. Then it's it's basically up to consumer demand. So if the viewers and are like valuing talent over appearance, but like you know, it's not, like, it's not quite there. I mean, yeah, there are plenty of TikTokers and YouTubers, whatnot, that that are continuing to rake in the cash for their looks. I mean, good on them. You know, you use what you have. <laughs> but going back to toxic masculinity for a second, you know, like how do we even address it? You know, like like you know, we try to address it. It's like, oh, they're just how guys are. Or just man up, man. You know, it's, it's, it is what it is. Or you gotta just follow the bro code, man. Like, how can we, I guess, like, I don't know how we can address it, per se, but it's, like, kind of, you know, like, how do we start shifting this yeah. kind of paradigm? I think one way is if you, and this is starting to happen, you redefine what a male role model is. So, for example, like, ourselves... I don't think we really fit them. I mean, we're four guys who game and like are on a podcast, like, and it's not the Joe Rogan experience. So we're probably not <laughs> your, your typical toxic males talks. And, and you know what? I guess we should also just use a disclaimer that there are people who would fall in like the jock or toxic male mold that are, are great guys and, yeah. you oh, know, sure. allies, etc. So we have to acknowledge that. But if you have men who, you know, aren't the typical stereotype but they're you know respected whether it be in the business world their community school whatever and like it's going to take courage and like vulnerability to get there but if we see more of that at least within like micro societies or like smaller groups that could at least change change the the you know how things are viewed and then if you have more of that happening in smaller groups maybe that penetrates later on yeah I was going to say yeah. work local, but I think that's a better thing to do, like showing that representation. I mean, it also is the same thing for race as well. The more representation you have of individuals, the more uh, you really show the masses of like, hey, it's okay to be this way. It's okay to experience this and experience that. It's We're all just human. You don't need to be a certain type of human. We're all different, all that stuff. Yeah. Hashtag I, Team Kevin from Bling Empire. <laughs> Okay, I'm, I I'm not a fast episode two. <laughs> High five right now. Go, high five. Yeah, yeah. See, it's it's not a good show. And not because of toxic masculinity. It's just not good. <laughs> I, 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 I can totally see how it appeals. Uh, I just was not in the mood just to kind of like... <laughs> to, I don't know. This wasn't for me. 
trash. Mars doesn't finish it. No, nothing to do with masculinity. Bad is just bad. What can we say? How dare you? You take that back right now. <laughs> if you watch Shrek, Dan will watch maybe another episode. Dan, so, uh, so. Oh, dang. Well, maybe I over. So down there, over there, over easy there, there friend. Yeah, I'll do there. it. I'll do it. You don't want to walk say, into a trap. You could say anything, and Dan would say yes to whatever. Salt. <laughs> Hashtag Team Kevin. I must say um, it is great that Kevin did, did, did stick up for Anna though, like the whole thing where. No, I, I, I just, like as much as I make fun of the show and and Kevin, I, I think he's he's a decent guy. Like I'll have to say. I mean, there um, are there aspects of him that does fall into the mold of toxic masculinity, but that's another story. I mean, his <laughs> like kind of sexual conquests for uh, Kelly. Yeah, like he's. Anyways. That's another topic. Yeah, I want to watch it now. You mean it sounds more interesting? I mean, there's a whole man thing, right? He he just chased after this girl who's already taken, but like you know, because with the Red Ranger guy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's, I mean, yeah. there's so many guys, you know, sexual conquest, and they'll get laid with everybody, and like, I mean, like, why is that even smart? Like, you you guys can have as much sex as you want, but once you start popping out kids, like that's that's a that's a, a fiscal liability. <laughs> you know, uh, for, sorry, financial liability. I won't. I wouldn't want to be responsible for that. <laughs> Each child costs like two hundred grand to raise, man. I'm like, I'm not about it. But anyways, um, um, <laughs> that's we digress. <laughs> we digress. We digress. Um, I mean, I mean, there, what what else is there to say? You know, there are more shows with different type of men showing up in our, our popular media today. Just look at Drag Race. We have like we're on our fourteenth season. Sorry, thirteenth, thirteenth. 13 plus 6 All-Stars. 6 All-Stars. I mean, the fact that we have men dressing up in, like, wigs and frilly dresses for, like, more than 14 seasons is ridiculous. It's, like, I'm not ridiculous in a bad way. It's, like, it's amazing because, like, it fully pushes what it means to be a man on these shows. And some of these guys are, like, ripped, too. They're not, like, just... Yeah. Hashtag Cameron Michaels. Cameron Michaels. um... What does he he call himself? The... What's his catchphrase? Like, like... He uh he walks into the workroom and is like, "Oh, I've applied for the pit crew, but this is better." So. <laughs> the macho um, queen. Yeah, no, it's it's I I agree. Obviously, I know KP and I and maybe Martin one day or he is will be our big drag race fans. But um, for it's interesting because uh drag race is. I don't know if it ever be like mainstream mainstream, but it's coming closer to the mainstream. Like my mom was asking me at dinner today, like, oh, is like RuPaul still good or like people still watching that? And it's growing. But I think, you know, before it would be maybe like the LGBTQ community and like women, white women who would watch it. And now it's kind of expanding. And because it's expanding into the masses, that's why like there's the whole series is being sustained. Whereas people like us who maybe like I like I love it. I am getting a bit tired of it, but it's because I started watching it earlier on. Anyways, the other thing I just wanted to say was it is a progressive show, but there has been talk. We talked about this in the past episode. There is toxicity within that show, within that community. You know, now if you look at the All-Star 6 cast, which was just announced, they have pretty good diversity. They have two trans women. Uh, They have at least three or four bigger queens. So that's good. But, uh, you know, there was a point where RuPaul was like, well, I don't want like trans women like he, he's made some comments before and has prog- progressed but e- even the concept of having a show for about for drag kings like drag kings uh you know don't get enough um exposure as drag queen yeah that's a good point like although when you say drag king i instantly know what you mean 
Mm-hmm. But I have you, like this is the, literally the first time I've heard anyone mention the term drag king. Fair, yeah. Right? Like I've never heard of it. I didn't. I mean, it makes sense that it's a thing, and there's like like a whole community mm-hmm. around mm-hmm. it. But I've never heard anything about it. Yeah. Yeah, and there's a reason. Like the yeah, just because it's not as exposed as stuff, and it's not as in demand. But, so unfortunately, yeah, I'm just very curious how that's like then. Like like like. Sure. What, what do they dress or, or sure so like? so yeah, so yeah. typically like you know a drag queen it can be anyone but it's typically a male uh doing female impersonation and then a drag right. king is typically a female doing male impersonation so rather than tucking which is like tucking your penis yeah to like yeah they have to tape their breasts to like do, do yeah. flat chested the makeup is different because rather than like doing female makeup you're kind of like doing chisel like chiseled yeah. chiseling your face and stuff um i've seen a few drag kings perform there's other drag shows that do have some drag kings in it but i've never seen a full like drag king cast uh and even if you go to the village or or, um different drag bars gay bars uh there's less space for those um drag king performers and yeah i mean they, they they probably don't get booked they probably don't get paid as much because um it's different and i guess more people are kind of enthralled with um drag queens or like you know female impersonation that kind of and it's just like i don't know it's, it's a different phenomenon like mm-hmm. the perform like uh you know it's like the pop songs and like yeah yeah because and maybe this plays back to the masculinity stereotypes but like i'm trying to imagine a drag king and i'm like so do they do they all just dress up and pretend to be chads like I would imagine no. not, obviously, right? But then, but then I'm like, how do they create a very yeah. stereotypically male well, persona? I, I guess the thing at the end of the day, it's still a performance art. So they're they're it's not quite, I would say, like a toxic male because I would just be kind of boring. <laughs> like they get yeah, on a yeah, yeah, exactly. They get yeah, on stage yeah. with a stool <laughs> yeah. and like a plaid like a uh, vest and like a <laughs> yeah. Then I'd be like, like what's like yeah. track a beer and just be like. This is so weird that we th- like as much as like white masculine or masculine traits are like put on a pedestal. We also think of it as the most boring vanilla thing. Well, and and maybe that's why people assume uh watching a drag king is less entertaining even though it's not quite that but yeah. versus like go a meal a male to a female like whoa that's a transformation female to male like oh it's a transformation but like it just seems less exciting to a lot of people yeah. maybe yeah but for a drag king there there's still like i don't know glitter some perf- like there it's they, they still like like performers yeah i mean that's the thing with men, like men fashion and like men accessories is non-existent it's like here's your monochromatic shirt. Here is it's your. This is normal. <laughs> like there, there's nothing to accessorize. Whereas for women, it's like here the world is yours. The the closet can be endless. It can be an endless void. Whereas men is like here's your box. That's all you need in life. Period. A cardboard box yeah. right over here. You just got a couple plain like like V neck shirts or crew neck <laughs> shirts, t shirts. You got your jeans, and I guess you got like your suits, and that's it. <laughs> and if you deviate, then you're like feminine or yeah or gay then, then, yeah but i think like us having this conversation is already kind of right step just starting to really help folk in terms of like you know just spread a good word that you know um that these things can be really harmful for different reasons and like i think us sharing our own anecdotes uh and our own experiences is like kind of nice to like just kind of have that conversation 
Um, I don't think I would have this conversation anywhere else, really. Mm-hmm. It's just really be, nice. Just be you. Exactly. Yeah. Just be you. Be happy. And, you know, you know, just uh, stop being a bro about it, man. One thing I will, I do want to mention is, like, part of it, too, I guess, is spending our effort where it, like, where it can be valued. So we don't want to, like, alienate, yeah. like, white male. And, like, being a white male for the first time is, like, kind of, you know, kind of going under a looking glass a little bit. It's still, it still will never like fully be there, but that's the whole um, white male identity is at least being challenged a bit now, which I think is good. And we can't like alienate white males because some of them, you know, are looking for that opportunity to to be vulnerable or like branch out. And if we see intermingling of groups, I think that's really powerful, but there's also going to be white males or just other people who we can't change. And I think we just kind of have to like, you know, why waste our time? Yeah, I think you're right. Like, it's not, this isn't about saying men are all terrible. That's not what we're saying. I think us is just trying, we're just trying to build as many bridges as possible, build a Mm -hmm. nice strong one. And hopefully we can span this out nicely, right? Build as many allies, right? Push away the toxic and embrace, you know, uh, and build unity with groups groups who are, you know. um, Yeah. The yeah. only time toxic is good is if you're playing Pokemon and they have a lot of HP and you need to poison them and yes. they need to lose HP. Yes. That's when it's okay, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Nerd. Yeah. <laughs> Holla. <laughs> um, I think like as a as an ending note, I think it's also important to recognize that, you know, maybe demonstrating or presenting more masculine traits is a survival thing. Cause I think it's such a luxury for us that we are able to have this conversation in canada where i think in some parts of the world if you even like remotely bring this up you'd probably be killed on the spot right yeah um so i I, I do recognize that perhaps for some it is truly a survival tactic that you have to be hyper masculine presenting like truly there's still many countries around the world today where it is hyper illegal Mm -hmm. to be gay or be like even be accused of that it's pretty scary or pretty uh, severe so yeah i think it's important to recognize that as well um just yep go ahead yeah i mean just to add to that I would actually say most uh, masculine traits are just generally good. like I would say mass majority of these traits are positive traits like being confident. Yeah, uh, I think everybody can be confident whether you're male. It doesn't matter, right? Yeah, like, definitely. Uh, wanting to be powerful or strong or a leader, those are all positive things uh, for men and women, right? So I I don't think anyone like we're not definitely not shunning that, and I don't think anyone needs to all of a sudden be um, hesitant to exude these uh positive again stereotypically male traits uh i think positive traits are just positive traits period yeah uh and if you have them or if you want to uh learn to be that way go for it like mm-hmm. don't don't stop by any means yeah. i think just, i think you're right like being masculine and being toxic masculine are yeah. two completely separate beasts right when you're a toxic masculine it's like you're making you're harming others emotionally spiritually physically uh by you know really leaning into your masculine traits but there's nothing absolutely nothing wrong with being stereotypically masculine as long as you're not harming anybody in fact you can use that to bring people up which is could be a positive masculinity new term nice oh it's yeah i mean i I was looking up today i'm like yeah it's a it's a pretty solid term and you're right there are plenty of men who are hyper masculine and yet you know really do really do a great job of bringing people up so folks i think this brings us to the end of the podcast today Thank you for joining this brotherhood and brewing with us today. You know, uh, have a beer, 
get drunk, get laid. Just kidding. Don't do that unless you want to, because that's the, that's the thing you do. And you're doing it safely and not at the expense of others. Make sure you get your shots, shots first, before you go and get laid. Actually, if you're seeing new people and you're, you're sleeping around, you can get shots first and then, you know, wear protection. Oh, that's I thought you were like, you're asking me to like go to the bar first. Oh. Yeah, see, I, I paused for a second. I'm like, do you mean like shots? Or Please like... get your COVID-19 vaccine as soon as get possible. Get vaxxed, people. Yes. Get vaxxed. <laughs> get vaxxed. Get, get, uh, get contraceptives. Play it safe. Unless you want kids. And then you're in for like 18 years of responsibility. And expensive. Anyways, that's a great way to end off. This is Dan and Martin and KP and Chris signing off. See you folks in two weeks. Have yourselves uh, awesome whatever it is that you are, whatever. Okay, bye! Bye. <laughs> bye, guys. Later, bro.